Ladies and gents, hello and welcome to the 99th episode of the Moyes Health Podcast. And before I get into today's topic, I have a very special announcement. Now, if you're listening to this back weeks afterwards and you freaking ignore this bit and just skip forward 30 seconds on your phone. However, if you are listening to this in the week that it comes out, I want your questions because for episode 100, we are going to be doing a Q&A and basically a general discussion over points that you guys raise. So it could be questions, it could be topics, it could be fitness myths, it could be myths in general. It could be would you rather, I genuinely don't care, let's make it fun. So if you head over to my Instagram at Chris Moyes and send me a message, I will be collating all of the questions, topics, would you rathers, funny discussion points, whatever you want to raise, I will be putting them all into a big old long list and I will be going through them on episode 100 and of course we'll be shouting out those that have sent them over as well. So that's your call to action folks but without further ado let's get into the 99th episode and today we're talking about change. Now I'm going to begin this one with a story going back a few years now. A young Chris of 15 and I quit smoking and wanted to get into lifting. So I bought myself an Argos barbell and dumbbell set and you know the screw on end ones uh, with the blue meta- uh, metallic weights, the cast iron ones. I bought that, I can't remember what it was called, something really cheesy. Uh, I bought it from Argos and that was where I started lifting. I grabbed a chair from the dining room to use as a bench and I began doing whatever the hell I thought was going to be enough. Now, this was off the back of already being advised by my stepdad, who had a sledgehammer, who encouraged me to do sledgehammer curls, uh, which if you've never done, by the way, is a great way to start out lifting if you have no equipment. Like a seven-pound sledgehammer, you just do single-arm curls on each uh, on each side. That's how it officially started. But I started lifting in my bedroom with these, uh, these little cast-iron weights. And... Obviously, like I said, that then progressed and I enjoyed it. And at the time, my brother was working in the gym, got me a cheap membership. I'm pretty sure I've told you guys this story before. Uh, And then I joined the gym. And that was, like I said, at the tender age of 15, 16, around that kind of place. And the rest is history. Fast forward to present day. I'm 34. So we're looking at 19 years later. um, And with a decent wealth of training experience behind me. And of course, I'm now a coach. Who would ever have known that my career would go in this direction, especially being the lazy kid. Why am I telling you this? Well, throughout the majority of that time, my training split program, whatever you want to call it, has changed. It's been undulating quite a bit, which is you know perfectly natural. I've been consistent, but also inconsistent. I have trained for 19 years, but there's been inconsistencies within it. There's been inconsistencies in methods and I could be far further down the line than I am had I have learnt sooner. I guess also one of the reasons that makes me so passionate to share valuable and actually beneficial information with you guys is because I don't want anybody to have the stunted journey that I had, you know, having to chuck shit at a wall and seeing what sticked. The whole point is I want people to come out of the gates knowing exactly what to do especially if you're younger, and then that way you don't have to waste those years. But either way, like I said, been training for 19 years. But 
And here's what leads me to this episode's overarching topic. I've always hated training legs, as so many people do. I have done, if you were to add up all of my workouts, which involved chest, shoulders, back, biceps, arms in general, etc., then, yeah, there would be a lot more of those workouts than there would be leg workouts. Now, a standard kind of favorable split for me is push-pull legs. Uh, I've previously done what you would argue is the, the bro split. By the way, if I'm losing you, don't worry. We'll get back to the point shortly. Uh, the bro split is basically chest on Mondays, back on Tuesdays, shoulders on Wednesdays, legs on Thursdays, arms on Fridays. That I've done that. Every split you could possibly think of. Uh, done upper lower, etc, etc, etc. But the overarching thing is I've always biased my training towards the areas that I like. However, at the grand old age of 34, um, and in all fairness, a few years before that, uh, it was clear to see that my legs were being left behind. And this is, like I said, because I didn't enjoy training them. And let's not beat around the bush. It takes a lot more effort to train legs. Because I never enjoyed it, I always skipped it. Because I always skipped it, you end up looking like a light bulb. Broad back, broad shoulders, and these tiny little spinny little legs underneath you. And so, many times, I said to myself, I'm going to make the commitment to change something. To start training legs properly, and to progress. I mean, hell, back in the day when I um, stupidly took steroids, one of the motivating factors behind that was, I'll take them, and then I'll train legs, and it will give my legs a chance to catch up. Needless to say, that didn't happen. I just trained more upper body and the disparity between upper and lower body got even bigger. But, like I said, made this commitment many times and failed. However, this year, I said to myself, let's just go one step at a time. You don't like training legs. You're very inconsistent with training them. The first thing you need to do is focus on being consistent. Then you can focus on intensity, frequency, yada, yada, yada. So... I made that commitment once again this year, but it was a commitment I was going to fulfill because I was going to change something. I was going to do something different. As the old saying goes, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. And so, as you guys know from these podcasts, these last couple of years have been very transformative for me in terms of my attitude towards failure and my attitude towards self-development. So this year I went, nope. You're not doing that, Moise. You're not having a leg day because you won't do it. Stop creating programs where you write for three days, push-pull legs, and you don't do the third. You just do push-pull. Oh, day off. Oh, I better do push again. We're not doing that again. Learn from your mistakes of the past. So here's what I did. I knew I had to start training legs more, more frequently. So I focused on, right, what do I enjoy? Well, leg training is bloody difficult. And one of the reasons uh, is, and ladies, you probably don't get this feeling because I guess in my in my years of training, both men and women, women tend to quite enjoy training lower body uh, and guys, not so much. There is a little bit of genetic predisposition towards men being stronger in the upper body um, in relative terms to their legs and vice versa. Uh, but again, putting out to one side, legs just... Pfft, Rarely does a man enjoy training legs. Uh, but the funny thing is, training legs requires discipline. Reason for that is when you finish a set and you're aching and it's burning, you can't get away from it. And most of the time, you need to stand up. <laughs> you need your legs to move around. So the reason you end up skipping it is because you're then in pain, you can't get away from it. 
The problem is with skipping leg day as well is that every time you do end up doing it, you ache like a bastard. So you walk like John Wayne has shat himself for multiple days afterwards, which therefore puts you off training legs. Anyways, I digress. Back to the point. I knew that I wasn't going to be consistent with a leg day. So I said to myself, right, what do I enjoy? Well, I actually quite enjoy heavy squats. I've tried leg press over the years. I've tried front squatting over the years. Quite enjoyed front squatting, but I thought, nope, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for back squats, the traditional barbell back squat, but I'm going to focus on heavy. Thankfully, all of the research, all of the literature around developing your legs is all based around volume. It's not based around the typical do more reps for size, do less reps and higher weight for strength because that's not how hypertrophy works. Thankfully, like I said, multiple studies have proven this, that that old analogy of, oh, if you want to grow your legs, you need to be in the hypertrophy rep range of 8 to 12 reps. Uh, if you are looking for muscle size and if you're looking for muscle strength, you need to be in the 1 to 5 rep range. That's bollocks. There are nuances within it, but if you're looking to grow a muscle, you need to focus on your volume and on progressive overload, which is increasing either time of detention, repetitions, uh, sets, weight over time. You can grow your legs, you can grow any muscle just as well on lower reps and higher weight as you can on higher reps and lower weight. The only thing that higher reps and lower weight give you the, opportun the opportunity to do is progress volume quicker because you can accumulate that volume faster. So it is in some ways more optimal, but it isn't necessary. And this is the problem. This is the rabbit hole I'd gone down for years. I don't want to do high rep leg workouts. <laughs> However, I knew that I had to. And I knew that from a concerted effort during lockdown of all times, I got quite consistent with training legs, but then slipped back into old habits. But this year, 2022, nope, not going to happen. So I was real with myself. Moisey, you're not going to do a leg day. So you like heavy squats, so let's go for heavy squats. Let's focus on, on that side of things. But... Mr. Moyes, you're not going to do it by itself. You are not going to get your ass out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and get to the gym to train legs. It's not going to happen at this stage. So what do you need to do? Well, you learn from the past, as I've spoken about. And what I did was I eloped my quads into my push day. So on the day where I enjoyed training chest and shoulders and triceps, I had one exercise for my legs, which was squats. On my pull day, where I'd be working my back, biceps, etc., um, traps as well, I would be focused on training my hamstrings, which is the back of my leg. That way, I couldn't skip it because it was part of the other stuff. I still enjoyed the other stuff and I wanted to get to the gym to do the other stuff, but I still got it done. I worked on, on this for probably about a month, maybe two months of a loping leg day into it. And the beauty of that, given the fact that it was effectively only a two-day split, was I built up a decent amount of volume very quickly and frequency. Obviously, with a two-day split, optimal hypertrophy happens at least training a muscle group twice per week. So obviously, I was doing push, pull, rest, push, pull, rest. And that would, you know, mean that I'd sit in everything twice a week. So there I was, hitting my legs twice a week or hitting my quads twice a week, hitting my hamstrings twice a week. I built up the consistency of doing that, <clears throat> built up the consistency of beginning to really enjoy 
training legs, which I never in a million years thought I would say. So the next step then came along, which was then splitting up those days, going to push-pull legs. For the first time in a long time, having an actual leg day. Because the problem is when you've only got one exercise for quads and one exercise for hamstrings, you're pretty hampered as far as your total training volume. So I needed to increase that. So I separated it. Actually had an actual leg day to do um, and began evolving that from there. That leg day was just three exercises, a back squat, a leg extension, and a leg curl which then over time with being consistent once again uh, and the incentive by the way for that second phase of having our own, my own leg day but it was three exercises was that day was only half an hour all of my other sessions were 45 minutes to an hour leg day was half an hour so it was a nice little incentive to go right get your ass in the gym but you're not going to be in there long and you're, you're training legs yes but you're not training them for long that then evolved into a full normal leg workout which brings us to present day why am I using this example and why have I spent over 13 minutes explaining it? Well, firstly, you can take something that you don't enjoy doing and you can find enjoyment in it because you enjoy the results and you want the results, but the work needs to be disguised in a different way. I have, like I said, shirked leg day consistently for about 19 years, but no more. So what I learned is I had to change something because if I wasn't going to change something, I was just going to repeat the same old fucking behavior. Secondly, I paced myself. I recognized my own flaws, my own weaknesses, and I said to myself, you know you, so don't do it that way again. Let's find a different approach. Let's tiptoe into it and find an actual enjoyment for that training rather than just coming out of the gate with what you feel like you ought to do. The other thing I was stressed, by the way, was by doing that gradual approach meant that that ache that I had from leg day was nowhere near severe. And for anybody that's not trained for a while, if you've taken some time off resistance training, when you do it again, it really fucking hurts. It aches for days afterwards. However... When you train a muscle group consistently, you don't really get that. You get maybe a little bit of an ache, but it doesn't hamper your life as much as it does when you have weeks off and then you do it again. Not to mention, if you have weeks off of leg day, for example, and then all of a sudden you jump back into leg day and you do a fuck ton of legs, and I'm talking squats and walking lunges and everything, then that's a massive amount of volume from nothing, which A, isn't needed, and B, causes massive amounts of damage, which means, like I said, you're walking like John Wayne has shat himself for multiple days. So the tiptoe approach gave me the opportunity to ease in to my leg training, to not be in this position where I'm hampered and to, you know, to, to ease into it so it became part of my life. And like I said, fast forward to present day, I have not missed a leg workout in months, purely because I paced myself but most importantly, I understood my own weakness surrounding an area of my training. Now, don't get me wrong. My legs are still lagging behind. But for the first time today, I could see progress. I could see that that consistency was paying off, which brings me on to that word again, consistency. The magical thing that actually yields the progress where people focus so much on intensity, they forget about repeatedly doing the thing is what gets the results 
whether that is adherence to your diet, whether that is training, leg day, whatever it is for you, focus on doing it consistently because consistency is far more important than intensity. As this period of my training has proven, I didn't have a huge amount of intensity initially by chucking some squats and some leg curls, etc., into my push and pull day. But over time, I've built the consistency first and then I've focused on the intensity. Most people do it the other way around. They focus on intensity and try to be consistent with it, which is very, very difficult to do. So there's a top tip for you. Focus on doing it regularly first and then focus on the intensity. And in actual fact, I was speaking to one of my new clients yesterday about this very thing. She loved running and wanted to get back into running again. But the problem is she was judging herself based upon what she was last doing when she ran. So her mindset was, oh, I haven't run for ages, but I need to go out and do a 5K. But her motivation wasn't there to do it. So I said to her, I said, bollocks to the duration you're out, bollocks to the distance you're doing. Just go for a run. If you do 10 minutes and you go, I've had enough, cool, you've done a run. If you do 20 minutes, cool, doesn't matter. Don't set a time on it. Don't set a duration. Just get it done. And we focused on that going forwards. Just build up the habit, build up the consistency, then worry about the specifics of duration, intensity, you know, splits, heart rate, etc. For now, just do it. And with that first leg day, when I separated it out, phase two, if you will, my focus was just go to the gym. It was just do your squats. On some days, when I separated it out, the only thing that got me there was, you know what, just do the squats and see how you feel. You don't have to do the leg extension. You don't have to do the leg curl. Just do the squats. Get there and get them done. So I found some semblance of enjoyment in it, and I then evolved from that. And there's an old saying, which is, you have to be a beginner before you can be anything else. We always want to jump you know, stages. We always want to jump to the end of what it is that we have to do. But in actual fact, it's far more important for us to just get going. Doesn't matter what we do, just start. Never mind intensity, like I said, just focus on beginning and then being consistent. Who gives a fuck how far you run, how fast you run, the distance you run, the time you run for? Who gives a crap about how much volume you do in the gym who gives a crap initially for a lot of people when it comes to how many calories you consume just account for them i've got clients on my books where initially the goal is just account for the calories you consume worry about the targets later but the thing to consider is that if you don't change something then you're not going to achieve anything in the long term As the title of this podcast suggests, change nothing, keep nothing. And this isn't just in the sense of what I've discussed with my own training or, you know, with the the running example. This is also giving reference to the way that people approach their transformations. People come in, they make these temporary changes as far as what they consume, how much they move, etc., etc., but they don't plan on keeping it. They have a temporary mentality. Just get me to the result. I'll worry about the rest later. But if you don't change anything about the way you were living your life previously, then you're not going to keep any of your results because you're not focused on where the problem actually was. The reason why you put the body fat on is because of your habits, your routines, and the way you lived your life. So that life is not going to serve you once you've achieved what you've achieved. 
Same thing using my leg day example. That age-old mentality of you don't enjoy leg day had to change. So I had to find something I enjoyed. I also had to scale things back and just focus on doing and then focus on consistency and then focus on bringing in the intensity, which actually will then elicit the change. Don't get me wrong, I still dread leg day. Out of all three of my training days, push, pull and legs, I still dread legs the most. But I'm now in a system where I'm consistent, where I don't skip leg day, and when I do find some enjoyment in it. So the advice I could offer out to every single one of you is to firstly keep it small. Like I said, focus on doing first. Focus on finding enjoyment in those little things. Case in point, if that is a run, give yourself a destination. Give yourself a reason to do it. Rather than just, I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to pop around and see a friend. And it just so happens that I'm walking there. There's a myriad of different ways that I could approach this with you guys. I, you know, you Use your imaginations with regards to your own problems, with regards to the own th- things that you're struggling to deal with. But you'll notice at the very start of this podcast... At the very start of this problem, it began with accountability, acceptance of there being a problem. Moisey, you are not training your legs. So therefore, from that point, I then identified the problem of if you try and do what you've done previously, i.e. just chuck in a leg day and hope for the best, you're not going to do it. So find a different solution. Work the problem. And that's, I guess, the final piece of advice that I will leave you with. Make sure that if there is a problem and you have tried something, fucking try something else. Instead of repeating the same solution or what you seem seem or think to be the solution, find a different solution to the problem. Because the solution you're trying is clearly not the solution if the problem keeps arising. Change nothing, achieve nothing, keep nothing. We've got to make sure that we make these adaptations in the way that which we conduct ourselves and most importantly, recognize the enemy that lies within our own minds. We each have a little devil in our own brains which tries to hold us back. We're all naturally lazy. There's nothing wrong with that, but we're here to get shit done. We're here to achieve. And so it's vital that we hold ourselves accountable to the goals in which we set ourselves and we recognize that if we do what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always got. We need to understand where our flaws exist, both in the form of how we lived our lives, but also, of course, in the form of mistakes that we've made and solutions that didn't work. So, ladies and gents, thank you for your time. As always, really appreciate you guys keeping me in your ears for the duration. Just a reminder as to what I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, and that is I need your questions and feedback in terms of the next podcast. I want episode 100 to be an absolute banger. So when you're listening to this, in fact, you could do it right now. Load up your Instagram at Chris Moyes and send me your questions for the next podcast. Send me your myths that you want debunked for the next podcast send me the topics you would like me to discuss send me some funny would you rathers i don't mind let's make it a funny one let's make it entertaining and let's make it useful as well you know it's one thing to entertain it's another thing to be useful let's try and let's try and be both ladies and gents as always i wish you all the best 
Remember to accept the things of which you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. And I will see you on episode 100. Toodles, folks. Toodles. Get those Instagram messages in.